Thanks for pressing play. If you love the serendipitous magic that can only occur in an authentic dialogue, you're in the right place. This is Christopher Lockett, Follow Your Different, the real dialogue oddcast for business leaders, marketers, and category designers with a different mind. And if you do enjoy these episodes, please know word of mouth is, was, and always will be the greatest form of marketing. So please, if you enjoy the oddcast, share it with your friends. Today, we've got a fun one, a special dating episode for people over 40, and we cover it all. Everything from why dating past 40 is different than dating when you're younger. What's up with men on on dating sites and fish? (laughs) How to set up your social media dating profile, how how to handle a first date, how to build relationships in this wackadoo, swipe left, swipe swipe right. (laughs) Say swipe right 10 times fast. (laughs) world. Um, We get into it all. And our guest is a very fun, uh, very smart person. She's a lawyer turned yogi turned very popular writer named Nina Jarnum. And she's the author of a new book called Get Ready For It. You ready? Fuck Kissing Frogs. (laughs) Fuck Kissing Frogs is the name of (laughs) Nina's new book. And as you can tell by my laughter and just talking about it, we have a blast on this episode talking about dating over 40. Now, research study after research study shows that people who feel connected to each other at work are more successful, productive, and happy. Yet Time Magazine tells us that only 20% of people have a best friend at work. And it's very clear just by looking around and or looking at the data that loneliness at work is now a crisis. And the reason is in part clear. You see, because in the native digital world, we've created Zoom for communication and Slack for collaboration. And that's where we focus, communication and collaboration. But we forgot connection. And human beings need to feel connected before they can effectively communicate and collaborate. And that's where my friends at Airspeed come in. Airspeed has built the world's first set of micro-connection apps. Airspeed is a small set of applications that live in slot inside your current work streams. Applications like uh, platforms like Slack and Microsoft Teams. Airspeed helps people to get introduced to get to know each other, to celebrate important milestones, to share birthdays, to give shout outs, and to build deep personal digital communications at work. Airspeed makes work more fun, more human, and more connected. Check out getairspeed.com. That's getairspeed.com today. Now, hey-ho, let's go dating. So how many, how many fucking frogs do you have to kiss? <laughs> That's the question I've been trying to ask you. Well, I think if you're smart about it, not that many. <laughs> it's my theory. <laughs> so I have not been single uh, for quite some time. And I have been married most of my adult life to two different women and two wonderful different women. And so I don't have any current um, experience of what it's like to be a single person. So um, tell me about it. So I think, I don't necessarily think that my single experience was super typical because 
I came out of my divorce and I dated around a little bit. And then I was in a very casual relationship for a while. And then at some point I was like, okay, I'm, I actually need something deeper. And I, and that's when I started like getting on the apps for the first time in my life. And I start going on the apps and when I go on, I, I've heard all the horror stories. So I'm fully like expecting I'm going to have the weirdest dates. I'm going to meet the weirdest people and it's going to be a shit show. And I start getting on the apps and I have these, I have amazing dates. Number one, I have like every eligible bachelor popping into my, um, uh, like, uh, what's it called? Like liking me on the app. And I go on all these amazing dates with all these amazing people. So even though they're not like not necessarily like my person, they were all amazing. And I started wondering, it's like, what are people, what are people bitching about? <laughs> and then I start talking to my friends and they're like, what's going on? And eventually I start grabbing my friends apps and I start doing their profiles for them. And then I start doing the picking for them and change it around for them. And I'm like, okay, I might have a secret talent here. (laughs) So my experience online dating was uh, fantastic. Wow. So um, what do you think it was about your profile um, that was yielding different different results for you than some of your friends? I think, I mean, I think there are two things to this. And there's like, one is building up the profile. I, I think I understood that it is a first impression. It is a quick introduction. So I, I made sure I had really good pictures, but it was also the, the way I worded my profile was, it was funny. It was light. Uh, I made sure to actually say what I wanted uh, without being too much. I mean, you know, it's like sometimes you, you start writing your life story and you start writing, I want a huge lift, list of things in a, in a man. And that's not a man on this planet who's not going to run away screaming from that. Uh, so instead, what I, I think what I wrote was, I, I'm looking for emotional intimacy and plenty of BDE, like big, big energy. <laughs> Which again is light, is funny, but it's also absolutely serious. Like I, I want a man who can, who's willing and in a place in his life to go deep, and I want an alpha male who's gonna be like, be can, can actually handle me. So, what is big dick energy? <laughs> <laughs> big dick energy is a man that rests in himself, that is secure enough in himself. He doesn't need to make a big show. Uh, he's calm and he knows who he is. And, and he shows up in, uh, he shows up in a, in a relationship. He doesn't fuck around and, um, yeah, just in a very masculine kind of sexy, sexy way. That's big, big energy. All right. Well, something to aspire to. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I, I want to sort of think back to um, your profile. And so um, what is it you think are the things that um, gals get wrong or could do better in as it relates to their um, online profile? 
I think number one, be really aware of your photos. Uh, full body photo, photo is you have to have one one picture that's got your full body in it. Uh, it's this is a visual world, and people just want an idea of who they're meeting. And for God's sake, don't put filter on your photos. I every man. I have spoken to about this have been like their pet peeve is turning up on a date and not being able to recognize the person they're going on a date with. It's such a turnoff. Uh, I'm kind of, a, I, I, I like comparing it to as a woman, when you go on a date with a man and in his profile, it says he's six, five and he turns up and he's five, seven. It's not cool. And nothing, there's anything, do guys, there's do nothing guys lie about this. their height on, online. Oh, I assume they do guys like, they lie about their height and they lie about their age. Yes. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> I'll never forget standing next to a uh, an executive I used to know who was a complete piece of shit. But it's interesting how little tells tell you a lot. So I am legitimately six feet tall. I'm six feet tall. And um, I forget what this was for. I don't know why they asked him this. But somebody asked him, maybe it was on a PR team or whatever, how tall is he? And he said, without without hesitation, six feet. Well, this fucking guy, this guy was 5'9". I mean, this guy was nowhere near six feet. He was nowhere near my height. And I am legit six feet. And I just looked at him and I was like, wow, you're going to fucking stand here in front of me and this person, this woman who was asking him. I, think, well, I can't remember again why, but and just fucking lie through your teeth. <laughs> Like wow, but it's like we don't have like we don't have eyes like we wouldn't notice. Well, <laughs> which is wild. <laughs> there's yeah, just, but it's, there's it's, this old it's, joke it's, that goes like this. Um, you know why women are not so good at parallel parking? Because their whole lives they've been right. told this is eight inches. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I guess people think they can Very get away true. with uh, get away with uh, an insane, obvious lie. Um, yeah. So, so guys lie about their height. They lie about their age. Yeah. Yes. Uh, do they lie about their income or their kind of station in life? Mm. No. Actually, that, that was not my experience at all. And I mean, that doesn't mean it doesn't happen. But I, I've, never, I've never heard about anyone incurring that. I've never seen that myself. So, but I'm sure it happens. I mean, there's some psychos out there. So do you recommend for women they have professional photos or like if I'm a gal setting up my online dating stuff for the first time, what kind of photo should I use? I think it should be a mixture. I think it's worth having some really good photos. Maybe like get some, uh, get some headshots done, but not like the normal business headshots, get some more casual headshots done. If you've got the, the money to do that, absolutely do that. But then mix it up with some, some, just some pictures from your life. Uh, and it's it, so they can see what you're all about. And I think just make sure it's not a, like a giant group picture. If it's a giant group picture and the guy has to actually try and pick you out of the crowd, that's annoying. Um, so, so, so keep it simple, but add, like, if you're into traveling, add us some photo of you from some cool place around the world. Cause then he can see, he's like, oh yeah, travel, you're, you're into that. Or if you're a skier, add a skiing photo. Cause like you're into skiing. Okay. Uh, so it's a, it's a chance to, uh, for the guy to find out who, what you're all about, but also you mix it up with those professional kind of headshot 
photos so he can see how you genuinely look. Yeah. And you said a full-length photo. Do do a lot of gals not put a full-length photo out there? Yes. A lot of people, literally almost every person when I go and that I give like their profile an overhaul, the standard is always, baby girl, you need to add a, a full a full body photo of you. And every man I speak to is like, no, there has to be a full length photo. I have to have some kind of clue. And it's not even about being, I think women in their head, they think it's like, oh, I, I'm insecure. I don't want to show my body. And it, it's not about that. Men are way less uh, judgmental about women's bodies than, than women are. So it's all in our head. And this is the thing, if you, let's say you're, 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 you're beautiful and curvy and you're, you're feeling insecure about it, so you're not going to put a photo of your body on. Well, I mean, you, you're not, then you're inviting a bunch of people in potentially who are not interested in you. You're wasting your own time. So instead, if you're insecure about your body, fuck that put a full body photo on and the people who are not into you, I'm not going to reply to you. And that's good. And I think that's often like when we're on a dating app, we, our egos kind of take charge and we want everybody within a 50 mile radius to, to click on us and be into us. So we start selling this false narrative of who we are but you're wasting your own time because that's when you're going to start going on date after date with some idiot who's not that into you. So instead, waddle it, will it down and get the people who are not going to be into you anyway. Get them out of the way because that's, you don't want to waste your time with them. You want people to turn up on those dates who are actually into you. And photos is hugely important for that because, yeah, there are plenty of men out there who love a curvy body or a skinny body or whatever it is that your hang up with your body is. There are plenty of men who's going to think that's adorable and lovely. So full body photo. Dudes want to see and, hey, you got the body you got and dudes are either going to be into it or they're not and away we go. Yeah, you know, that's actually an interesting thing that you say because – um, you often hear this discussion about, oh, well, what's, what's your type, you know, or da, 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 da. and uh, I'm no expert on men, but when I talk to men about women, as men do, most of my dude friends come sort of at it in the same way I do, which is we think women are fucking beautiful and we like, we like them in all kinds of shapes and sizes. <laughs> we're yeah, right, we're right. always interested. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> no we're always interested yeah, always yes yes but i think it's the same i mean it's the same with, with the, the height thing for men it's like yeah women's like yeah we like a tall guy but i mean i have dated short kings in my life uh not shorter than me but but like close to my height it's never been a deal breaker for me if you're interesting and if you're showing up with uh, like all these qualities I don't care that you're five eight, actually, and I think if it is, I mean, I mean, don't if if I can understand you don't want to date somebody who's shorter than you, but to be, to be like, oh, they have to be like six five, that's ridiculous. That then you're potentially missing out on somebody who's really amazing. Yeah, you know, I have a buddy. I don't know exactly how tall he is, but maybe five seven ish, maybe five eight, somewhere in that range. Um, and every time I stand like right next to him and we've been friends for a very long time. Every time I stand right next to him, 
I'm always surprised at his height because, to use your phrase, he's got big dick energy. This is a great looking guy, a successful guy, uh, very confident, very comfortable in his own skin. He's an athletic guy. Um, you know, he's married to a spectacular woman. He's just, he's an amazing dad. Like he's he's everything you, you could ever possibly want in a man, as far as I'm concerned. He's just not that tall. And I think most people don't even notice it because of who the guy is. Like it's just it's yeah. not an issue. But it's also like owning it. I think like when you, and it's the same thing. It's like when women put all these fucking filters over their pictures and then you show up on a date and be like, uh, that is not who I thought I was going to meet. It works the other way around. It's the same thing when you go on a date with somebody and he says he's six foot and you, you turn up and he's five seven. It's not the fact that he's five seven. It's the fact it's like, you thought I didn't fuck you. I wouldn't notice. Come on, dude. Right. It's like, be honest, own it. And it's like, Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a dishonesty. So always keep it honest and keep your profile honest and and be upfront with what you want. And the other, so I hear from gals that they, you know, they want to try to make themselves maybe look a little better than they think they look. Um, and then the other one I hear sometimes is they're worried about if they have kids, they're worried about that being a bummer. Um, what what do you see out there as it relates to that? Certainly for people let's just say, above a certain age. <laughs> well, I mean, I say it's like once you're in my age, I mean, I'm in, I'm in like mid-40s. I'm like, everybody has kids. I would actually... So I had this conversation with, with my kids when I started dating. And because I always I have a very honest relationship with my children. And I told them, it's like, hey, so I'm going to start dating. What do you think about this? And we had like a conversation. And I remember my youngest one saying... Uh, that's fine, but I don't want you to date anyone with kids. And I was like, I'm going to stop you right there because I am absolutely going to date somebody with kids. And here's why. I have kids. And if a man in his 40s or 50s doesn't have kids, it is either because he actively doesn't want kids, which is a problem because I have kids, or he actively wants kids very much and no more kids is coming out of this uterus. So, and, and then the second is, it's like, you, I want somebody who understands what it is to have kids. I want something to understand that ultimately these humans are more important than whoever I'm dating. Yeah. And I don't think you truly, you can conceptualize it, but I don't think you truly feel it un unless you have kids. Um, so I, and again, it's like, keep, be honest. You don't want somebody to pop in and, and click yes on you on a dating app if they are not okay with kids and you have kids. So be upfront about that, which leads me like second day, never post photos of your children on a dating app. Never. It's, it's, it, it's a, you're potentially exposing them to predators. And it's also, it just shows like a complete lack of understanding of the world that you post photos on a dating app of your kids. So that, that goes out to both men and women. Don't do this. I saw it again and again and again. Huh. Well, um, excuse my ignorance, Nina, but why is it so, so bad? Like if you have a, I could see maybe a young child, but if you have a 12 year old or a 14 year old or. Because 
number one, you're, you're on a, you have to remember you're on a dating app. So I actually don't, I don't believe in posting your kids on any social media without their permission. It's actually, especially the older they get, they, they have a right to say no. Um, but secondly, it's a dating app you, and, and you exposing them to strangers and potentially a risk. So it's like, I mean, this is, this has happened before where somebody starts dating you and it turns out that they're a predator and they saw a picture of your kid on the profile and be like, Oh, I like that one. And they start dating the adult with actually the intention of going for the child. So never always be honest that you have children. Never. Post I never thought about that. I don't, my mind doesn't go there. So I, I, <laughs> no, that, that I'm didn't, glad your mind doesn't that, go there. <laughs> that, yeah. Wow. I never, I never thought about that. Okay. Interestingly enough, as a side thing. note, I have a, a brother-in-law. I actually married him to my sister-in-law, which is great. I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm a minister and I regularly marry people and I really love, love it. And, um, anyway, so I married the two of them <laughs> and, my sister-in-law, just like my wife, comes from a very large Italian family. And there's lots of kids and lots of cousins and lots of fucking everythings. And, and the guy she married, an absolutely wonderful guy, was in his early 50s at the time. Never been married. No kids. And they've now been together for many years. And this guy did a cannonball off the high dive. I mean, he went from being a bachelor's bachelor to being up to the eyeballs in children and now grandchildren. And I actually just saw him this weekend and you know, he, I don't know, he must be the rare unicorn that can go from like, but this is the thing. They, they absolutely exist, but it's not the norm. So yeah, it's, uh, but yeah, no, they totally exist. So how do all, if I'm somebody setting up a di- uh, dating profile, how do I walk the line between, uh, being absolutely forthright about who I am and how I look and my life and yada, yada, the things you're advocating for, which makes uh, sense. But I also got to imagine you're, you're wanting to put your best self forward. And one of the things that gals that I talk to say all the time is there seems to be a bizarrely disproportionate number of men who on their dating profiles put photos of them holding a fish. Yes. And so, oh my God! What, what yeah. does it would do? Before we get to the real question, what is it with dudes and fish? I I don't know. I, I actually, I mean, it's it's an absolute mystery to me. So obviously, I mean, the 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 book I have coming out uh, here on Valentine's Day, "Fuck Kissing Frogs," is aimed at women. But I do have like later this year, the this the second book will come out, which is "Fuck Being a Frog," and I'm absolutely going to mention the whole fish thing. It's wild. I, I, I have no clue. This is a mystery for a woman. Why you need to post a picture of a fucking fish. The only thing I can think of is that it's kind of primordial and it just shows me good hunter. Right. Oh, is it like some kind of like penis extension? No, or I think I think like, so, well, so I'm, I'm purely speculating because to the best of my knowledge, there's no photo of me with a fish online. There, there might be somewhere, <laughs> but certainly I've never put one in a dating profile. But I, I wonder if it's like, oh, me, big man, catch fish. You know, <laughs> I wonder if it's it something might be, yeah. good provider rah, kind of thing. But um, yeah, it seems like <laughs> the gals I talk to about this say there's lots of fish photos. Yeah, there is. 
So my, my recommendation is like change the fish for a bottle of Krug and then you got my attention. <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. Okay. So, so how do we walk that line in our dating profile, Nina, of being uh, very candid and open, honest about who we are, what we're looking for, et cetera, et cetera. And at the same time, of course, we all want to put our best self forward. And so um, how, how do you advise uh, folks to think about that? Well, I think what's important is the fact that you, you see the, the dating profile is not there to tell your whole life story. It is a, a, it, it is a very basic introduction as to like, do I want to spend an hour with this person and get to know them? It's not about, they're not supposed to get to know you from this profile. So it, it, it's keeping it, it, a profile should be headliners. It's, a, it's headliners in your life. Uh, so, uh, what are you into? What are you looking for? And if you've got a good sense of humor, for God's sake, show that, add a little bit of fun into it, but it's just a quick introduction, which is why it's like, again, if you start telling your life story or giving some huge list of this is what I want and this is what I'm looking for, uh, people move on. It's too much. They don't read it anyway. And uh, you're not going to get the desired outcome. It's it, You're not going to understand somebody's vibe and somebody's chemistry until you meet them, which is also why, I mean, this is another thing that I think is so important is don't chit chat too much. If they, if they write to you, this is like, you're not looking for a pen pal. This is a simple introduction to like, Hey, I like the way you look. Hey, I like the way you look. Let's meet. And I have like, a, I had a rule where it's like, if you are not, if you haven't invited me on a date within, within three messages or so, I'm out. I'm not oh, looking wow. for a pen pal. See, cause yeah. I was just going to ask you about that. Right. Cause when I was a kid growing up, you had to have what you might today call analog game. You know, you had to be the little guy who walked across the fucking gym uh, floor at the dance and ask the girl to dance and hope like hell she said yes or you had to go up and ask the gal something something you had to say something at the bar or you know wherever it was right you had to have some analog game because you met in the analog world and now it appears to me that you got to have digital game you got to you got to give good text but you're saying if that texting goes on too much you don't like that. You you, you think there's something no. off there, Nina? Well, it, I mean, that could be something off as in like there are some, some people who are really just looking for a pen pal. They actually don't want to meet in real life and they just want to have this little pen pal and that might be because they're in a relationship or whatever the hell and they just need to get that little confidence boost that somebody wants you. But I think it's also, I mean, it's so important to remember if you are not going to find out whether you're into somebody until you meet them really, because you're not going to get that true vibe. You're not going to get the, the, the chemistry until you meet in real life. So you are kind of wasting your time. If you are trying to get to know somebody over text, you're not because they are going to give a version of themselves that they want you to know. And you're not going to understand their energy until you meet them. Hmm. So I don't have time for that shit. Like I don't, I'm not looking for a pen pal. <laughs> Clearly, <laughs> so. But uh, the flip side is, if you, you know, maybe you see their profile, you're attracted to them. They seem funny. They seem interesting. They seem whatever it is on their profile, and so they're going back and forth. They're texting, 
don't you want to know before you go meet them that there's a increased likelihood that you might actually have chemistry as opposed to go back and forth a couple times and then kind of go out with everybody? Or is that what you're advocating? I I mean, for my personally, I think you should just you should just go for it. If you if you find his profile attractive, and this is the thing, you get a you get you get a, a kind of a, a little sense of hopefully you get a sense of who they are from their dating profile, uh, just as much as you're going to get from 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 texting back and forth. I think so. If you like what you see on the profile, meet up, find out. I, that's what I think. Also, I, I just sort of, it's, it's on my mind, so I'll say it. Um, you have an accent. I do, yeah. Yeah, and you have a very compelling <laughs> accent. And so you might be a little, um, your, your accent is part of what works for you, particularly in a place where your accent is noticed, right? Um, and so I guess my point is one of your assets is not something you can here on a text <laughs> and that so it might be a, an even bigger advantage for somebody like you who has who has what i think most people in in the u.s or north america would consider to be a attractive different accent you also have an accent that's hard to place mm-hmm. yes i so i'm from denmark and when I was 20, I moved to England and I lived and studied over there for like six years before I moved over to California. So it is like a weird mix now that most people put me in South Africa. Yeah, I can see that because it's like obviously the British influence is there, but it's clearly not um, a, a native or natural UK kind of accent. All right. So we we fixed up our profiles. We've got our photos going and we're texting, flirting back and forth, but not too much because we don't want a, a pen pal. We want a, a partner or at least somebody to have some fun with beyond pen palling. And uh, are there any rules anymore about who should ask who? Um, no, actually, I don't, I don't think so as such, but I will say I would never ask anyone on a date. I... One thing I learned was, uh, and again, this is like, there's a mixture of things here. I came out of divorce, I'm a single mom, and I had to like take care of everything in my life and control every aspect of my life. And on top of that, I'm Danish. And in, in Denmark, it's the rules are a little bit different. So like you always go Dutch, well, that's the norm when you go on a date. And, Isn't that um, where going Dutch comes from? <laughs> Well, I mean, Danish, Dutch, it's not quite the same. I know you're kind Dutch of, but you're close to each other. I mean, you're <laughs> yeah, within spitting exactly. distance. We're, we're, we're quite, we're, 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 yes, we're quite similar. The other thing is I've never understood why people have so many different names. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation, the Dutch. But uh, I, I digress. I, di <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I know. I, I do think that Holland is a little bit confusing. Was like, where does the Dutch come from? But well, yeah, they're Hollish. They're no, they're Danish. I don't know. Maybe the Danish is a food. I don't know. It's all very confusing. <laughs> very true. But the 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 Danes the Danes go Dutch. The Danes it, it traditionally it, it's very it's very normal to go Dutch on a date. Well, what about in America? No, I don't think so. So in America, you think it's more normal for the, the male to pay for the date? Absolutely. 
And so, so I, I noticed myself when I started dating, I was in this kind of very kind of like, like masculine energy where I was used to, I was, I'm in control of everything. I make all the plans and it's not necessarily a great dynamic, especially not if you want that big, dick energy. If you want to attract that, if you want to attract a man who can actually kind of stand up and not stand up to you, but handle you again, it's like a man who can handle you. I think it's really important for us women to remind ourselves to actually lean back on the aspect of dating, uh, lean back in our feminine energy and let the man take the lead. And it doesn't mean you need to take the lead in every other aspect of your life. But in this aspect, I think that's nice. That's so interesting. Uh, A dear friend of mine is an absolute, you know, sort of type A, super successful entrepreneur. And um, she's an alpha all the way. And her husband's a beta, which is not unusual. Um, But one of the things she shared with me once was that... um, when she's done at work and she goes home, she's, she literally said to me, Nina, I'm the man all fucking day at work. I don't want to be at home. Yeah. And it's, it's frustrating uh, uh, when um, her husband doesn't do the, the, if you will, more traditional male masculinity things at home for her, even though she's like a mega alpha She's not a masculine person, but you you know what I'm talking about. She's a driver at yeah. work in a way that would historically have yeah. been attributed to a man. And she wants to feel more, for lack of a better description, traditionally feminine or like a woman when she's home. And she literally said, I don't want to yeah. be the man all day and then go home and be the man. Yeah. But I think it's also, I think if, if you start out by dating and you are like, very in control and in your masculine energy as a woman, you're creating a dynamic with this person and you're not giving him an opportunity to step into his masculinity. And, and then you're not getting what you actually want. You're, you're not because you want a man to just kind of come in and on that, in that area, take charge. I think my, my, my partner said something very interesting and he said, you know what the thing is i'm fully aware that you can take care of yourself and i'm fully aware that you can you can run your business you can do all these things so the fact that you allow me to take control there's a surrender to that that is very vulnerable and it's very very sexy yeah that's that's really kind of explains it so it, it is allowing yourself to be a little bit vulnerable with a person and allowing him and he fucking knows how smart you are and how in charge you are. And you got all these beautiful opinions and all that. He's not an idiot. He knows it. So the fact that you are being vulnerable enough to allow him to step into his masculinity, that just creates a very beautiful dynamic, I think. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I'm uh, married to an alpha female and she's a driver, dry, a driver, to the nth degree. Um, and she's very cognizant of kind of moving in and out of more masculine and less masculine kind of roles and positions throughout the day Yeah, with me. Right. 
So it's um it's a very mm-hmm. powerful thing. You know, you wouldn't necessarily think that such a strong, dominant, independent, successful woman would ask her man if she can bring him a beer. But she does. <laughs> right. And as a man, <laughs> that's fucking great when your gal says, hey, sweetie, can I bring you a beer? I'm like, you can fucking bring me a beer. That's fantastic. Right. That's And so it's, it's interesting right. in the world that we live in today where hopefully uh, many, if not all women, feel super empowered to go be as big as they want to be in their lives. And us big dudes, we got lots of room for that. And it sure is nice to have yeah. a little femininity from time to time when when you're uh, alone together or at home or, you know, in, in more of those traditional situations. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so coming back to your question, like I, if you want to ask somebody out on a date, I mean, it is 2024, go for it. For me personally, I would never ask anyone out on a date. Yeah. Yeah. And I often wonder, like, what does it make me a Neanderthal that I, I could not imagine um, not paying on a date for dinner or whatever it was? Yeah. It wouldn't be. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think that makes you a Neanderthal at all. All right. So now you got your whole thing going. You got your, 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 your being asked out and or you're asking out, depending on how you want to do it. And then um, let's start with I'm a gal and I'm getting ready for this date. Well, first of all, what kinds of dates do you like to be first dates? Or are there any rules or any things, any guidance here? I Again, I think that really depends on who you are. I think a, a lot of people, they like a coffee date, just like something quick, a little quick introduction to do, like a little vibe check. Personally, I don't, I think the coffee date, it, it ends up like a job interview because it's, you just sit there in front of each other and for an hour and you're asking questions. And I, I don't know. Or you can go for a drink. That's an easy one that can easily extend into a dinner if you like each other or not. Uh, there's also an activity date, like go for a hike or something like that. That can be fun and that works for a lot of people. So I think it's whatever whatever you're comfortable with. I'm fine personally. It's like, let's go and do dinner. I will sit down. I, can, I feel I can sit down with pretty much anyone for, for two or three hours and get a conversation going. But again, that's me. That's not everybody else. I'm, I'm pretty good at keeping an interesting conversation going and, and, and have a joke and, and a laugh with pretty much anyone. But I think that's a lot for a lot of people to be like, yeah, let's just commit to a dinner right then and there. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. Different preferences, for sure. The thing I've always wondered about a coffee date, and yeah. I've never been on one, so what what the hell do I know? Not have I. But it, <laughs> it it does seem like it could feel more like a job interview. And and the other thing, and maybe right? I'm kind of old school, it, it doesn't seem conducive to me to kind of any kind of a romantic um, feeling uh, emerging. And, you know, it, it, sitting down I, yeah. over dinner at I, a nice restaurant. Maybe I'm old school. I love food. I love wine. I love beer and cocktails. Right. Sit down and have a drink. And, you know, some nice server person comes over. You know, it, it just seems like an environment that is more conducive to uh, sparking up a connection. But is that just, is that, what, is that me or do no, you think I, that's. I totally feel you. Yeah. And do you think that's true for a lot of people? 100%. Uh, I'm going to presume since both of us feel this way, I'm going to say that probably yes. 
Um, I think also, I think that's a lot of people, especially if you've been on the dating market for a long time and not had a lot of success. I think you get more and more kind of, um, more and more like nervous about spending time with anyone, which I think is sad because you're not really going to, you're not going to get a proper vibe check if you go in with all your walls up. Um, but I certainly spoken to women who is like, no, because if I sit down in front of this man and he's a complete weirdo, I, I, I cannot sit through this dinner. And yeah, I don't know. I think if, if that's you, I think you need to take a step back and actually look at how do you pick your, your guys in the first place? Like, why, why are you even going on dates with people when they're complete weirdos? I, f- I feel that there's a problem with your picker. Uh, in the hmm. like before you actually go on so the date. So how do we know um, if we're if I'm a gal? How do I know? Particularly because I'm not doing the pen pal thing. How do I know on a few texts and by, by looking at a guy's profile that yeah, I'd be willing to spend three hours at uh, Chateau Neuf Ding Dong with this with this guy. <laughs> you know, what? I think you need to be really clear about what you're actually looking for, and and this is what I'm 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 talking quite a lot about this in in my book, and if you you're becoming a little bit more conscious about yourself and you, the way you turn up in the world. So I think often when we're on dating apps, we just start clicking on people. Oh, you look cute. You look cute. You look cute, and. And you, you, you step away from what you're actually looking for. So I'm always saying it's like, you need to find like a couple of things that are absolute fucking deal breakers. And, uh, like for me, an example was you have to be well-traveled and you have to be well-educated. Cause I just know it's like, I'm going to be bored shitless within two weeks. If, if you don't have those two, you have to have like a global perspective. You have to be well-educated so we can actually carry a conversation. And, uh, it might be something completely different for you. That's fine. But you pick a couple of deal breakers and they, they're they not like he has to be over six foot. They're like real deal breakers. So for me, it was you have to be well-traveled and you have to be well-educated. And, and there's no amount of good looking and charming that can get over that for you. Not in the long run. This is the thing. And by the way, if you are having a fuck boy face and you just want some hot young something... Go for it all the way, but be really aware that it's like if you're looking for a long-term relationship, that's not it. So if you're really clear with what you are looking for at this moment in time, by all means, go for the hot young thing. Uh, but if if you're actually looking for your next like relationship, yeah, you need something more than that. It's it's it, it, no amount of hotness can keep you engaged. Hmm. In, at, at least in my experience, that 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 has never happened. You know, I hear different things about you know big topics like religion or political beliefs and things along those lines. Um, I hear some advice that says, "Hey, leave that for later on because you don't want to rule out somebody just because maybe they're not." And then I've heard the opposite, which says, "Hey, you know, those things tend to be important for people, and so." If if you could never marry a Democrat or a Republican or an I don't know what or a person of a different faith or or whatever, then you know get on ChristianMingle.com, get on JDate.com, get on I don't know if there's 
is there republicandating.com or democratdating.com? But sure what, right or or whatever dating.com. So what what do you think about those sorts of things that sometimes people call deal breakers? So I think I mean actually I don't think they're necessarily within reason deal breaker. Am I ever gonna like date some crazy MAGA person? No, I'm not. Uh, but there are things that I mean more or less all dating apps you can put in what's your political prep what's your religion uh so it's already there which is also i mean that it's very important like use the the app gives you all these questions and all these prompt use every single one because it, the more information like that that's out there it's like i am I'm an atheist and I'm a Democrat and I'm, this is my age and I have kids. I don't want kids. All these things you can fill out on a dating app, on, or at least on most dating apps. And it filters automatically. So you don't even have to worry about that. And I can, I can go in and I can look at what's your religion or what is, what's your political affiliation. And I can be like, okay, moderate, that's fine. Crazy right winger. No, not so fine for me. But so you don't have to do anything about it. You just have to fill out your dating profile hmm. properly and use so maybe let's, every prompt that you're given. Maybe let's take one as an example. So I'm a Christian. Um, and so were I to be filling that this thing out, I would fill out Christian, I assume. However, I'm not, in my opinion of myself, a maniac, lunatic Christian I'm certainly not somebody that doesn't have friends of all sorts of different faiths. Uh, and I'm certainly, uh, my wife is a Christian, but if she wasn't, that's not necessarily a deal breaker for me. She has to respect my beliefs yeah. uh, and hopefully understand them at some level. But, you know, uh, I guess my point is on some of these questions, there they're, they're a lot of gray areas, right? Um, and so uh, it's hard to just flick a switch and go, well, I only want to date Christians or I only want to date atheists or I wouldn't date an atheist or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I guess, do you deal with that in the description of yourself? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, like most of the apps, you can actually, you can put in what you can, you put in the information about yourself, but you also put the information in what are you looking for? So you can, for example, put a height requirement if that's what you want. You can put, uh, again, religion, political affili affiliation and, and all that. I mean, you, you can put that, so your profile is not shown to anyone. So if you were, for example, if, if the if Christian was super important to you, then and you would be like, I don't, I'm not interested in dating someone who's not Christian. You could put that in most dating apps, saying only Christians. And then if you put if you put not only Christians, then the assumption is okay, yeah. fine. That that's your religion, but you're yeah. you're moderate in who you're looking yeah. for. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. Okay, so got yes, that. Absolutely. All right, so your recommendation, again, could be different for different people, but you like a dinner date as the first date. Uh, how should, if I'm a gal, how should I prepare for this date? How should I dress? How should, you know, what, what's your advice around those sorts of things? I mean, obviously, like, look, 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 your, look your best, but again, I, I think, be really honest about who you are. So if you are like a jeans and, and, and t-shirt kind of girl, maybe wear jeans and a shirt and some heels, maybe <laughs> make it look a little cuter, but I, I think it's important to show up as yourself. So, uh, again, you're not, 
you're not selling merchandise here. You, you are trying to connect with another human being. And if you're not, if you're not, if you don't show up with a certain amount of honesty, I, I think you're, you're potentially wasting your own time and his time because you're not going to get a a truly, you're missing the opportunity for a truly honest connection. So yeah, of course you're going to look nice. You're going to, you're going to look good. Right. Um, But don't turn it into something you're not. Got it. And you, you certainly wouldn't go too far. Like um, uh, a little, a little bit ago, my wife and I were in uh, Vegas with her sister and her husband for her birthday. And we went out to this dinner. We're in Vegas. It's a birthday. And both the gals are like dressed to the nines, like absolute rock stars. And they look gorgeous. Um, I would imagine you're not going quite that far, right? I mean, Vegas is Vegas, so no. <laughs> right. So you <laughs> but no, look I, like I yourself, but a so. good I, dressed up version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I I would normally turn up on a date with kind of dress pants and a nice top or something like that. Um, and, no need and to go into. You're a yoga meister, big time, right? Yes. But you wouldn't yes. show up in a Lulu outfit or something like that for a date, or would you? Oh God, no. 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 So you're gonna look. Ab- you're gonna look like not. Nina going out on a date, but not Nina going yes. to a ball in Vegas. No. Right. No. <laughs> and then you know a lot. A lot of people. Um, have trepidation, Nina, as, as, as you well know about that first meeting and, and the first few seconds and then the first few minutes of conversation. And I, I hear a lot in the dating world about all of that. And so um, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's even if you are looking like I'm looking for my next soulmate kind of thing, put that aside on your first date. That's just an awful lot of pressure to put on a first date. Instead, go in with the intention, I am meeting a new human being and I am going to have fun for the next few hours because you just like go and relax. So instead, like remove the pressure of, is this my next person? And just get to know the person. I think it's important to separate those two. This is a vibe check. Are we flowing? Is the chemistry good? It's all you need to worry about on a first date. And what about the greeting? If you're meeting a man in person for the first time, how are you likely to greet this this man? I think you just go up and say hi. I mean, hopefully you recognize them from from the app and you just go like, hi, nice to meet you. And is there a handshake? Is there a hug? Is there a, or is it you just go up and say, hi, are you Jimmy? I'm Nina. You know what? What, what, whatever you're into, like it's not everybody who are huggers. I'm a hugger myself, so I don't have a problem going up and hugging a stranger. But that's if that's not your deal, don't do it. it it's okay to go up and shake hands or just say hi, nice to meet you, um, without necessarily yeah, a physical touch occurring. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. would you, whoever you are, would you generally hug a man on a first date as a greeting or? Uh, I probably would, but again, it's like, I'm, I don't have a problem hugging strangers. I, I'm a hugger. So, yeah, I, I, I have thought with that, um, that as a dude, I let the woman decide how we're going to do that. 
Like with all the women. And I think that's really smart. With all the women in my life, I have lots and lots of women in my life. I'm a very physical guy. Uh, I have some male friends I kiss on the mouth. Um, so it's, it's normal for me to be physical with people that I know and love and I'm around. Um, and I always, always, even with women I've known for 20 years, I let them decide how that first, when we first are with each other, how that first interaction is going to be from a physical point of view. Even if we've hugged and kissed in the past, smart. I just sort of, mm -hmm. you know, and the minute I sort of can tell that it's going to be a hug or a hug and a kiss or whatever it has normally been, then great. But in that, in that, just in that moment, I don't assume that the last physical interaction we had is going to be the next one. I, I, I try to be yeah. tuned into her. Uh, is there an equivalent for uh, women with men? Yeah, I mean, I, I I was actually say I'm somewhat the same that I walk up with a little like openness and and just like let's see where we are and yeah, I mean sometimes it leads to a bit of awkwardness, but I actually think awkward can be funny as long as you can like both laugh at it and you're standing there having this awkward moment and it's like just have a little laugh, it it's fine. You're a big um, proponent of, yeah, of taking heat out of it, taking meaning out of it, and just having fun with it. Yes. Yes. I mean, yes, absolutely. It's not so fucking serious. It's, you don't know yet. So, and this is the thing, if you're not, when you got all these expectations, you're actually taking the chance of, of, of actually having this just very nice flowy connection and actually getting to know the person you, you, you're removing that because everything is so uptight and, oh my God, is this my next person? If you just go down, kind of, kind of convince your brain that you're just, you're, you're having a drink with this person and like a friend or something like that. I, I think it's, you, you, when you convince your own brain to do that, it's, it, it, it becomes so much more relaxed. And then the person you're on a date with also relaxes and you actually start connecting as human yeah. beings. And that's when real chemistry actually happens. Now, the other one I hear about is <laughs> women who think a lot about, well, what am I going to order? And and you hear this stuff about, well, you know, there's certain women who think they should just order a salad because they don't want to look like they really love to dig into a big ass steak or you know whatever it is, right? They don't they don't want to look like they're these big eaters or something. And so there's I hear all this trepidation around what's the appropriate thing for a gal uh, oh, to order? Fuck that. Fuck all of it. So if you want to order yeah, a big or, ass or, steak, order just what, order it. Yes. Order whatever the fuck you want. I'm like, I'm always a dessert person and I'm like, I, I'm going to have dessert. Like I'll share it with you, but <laughs> I'm going to have dessert. So yes, no, I don't think there shouldn't should be any rules about it. Like seriously, if you're on a date with a guy and he's turned off by you eating a steak, he's not your person. So uh, you don't want to waste your time with somebody who is not your person anyway. So that's a great way of elim eliminating. If, if you really like your big steak and this person don't want you to eat a steak, it's like, it's not your person. Yeah. You also mentioned food sharing, dessert sharing. And in my relationship with my wife, food is huge. Um, she's an amazing cook. Her family's an amazing cook. I love to eat. Um, and we share everything. And when we're out at dinner, this is a <laughs> this is our dog Bean. He looks <laughs> he's a cat who identifies as a dog, and he likes to 
show up during podcasts and hang out and stuff. Nice. So food. Oh, sharing food. Yes. Sharing food. Yes. So in our relationship, it's huge. And literally every time we go to a restaurant that can you hear him purring? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hi, buddy. Every single time we go to a restaurant, um, there's a discussion about the menu. There's a discussion about what looks yummy to me and her and so forth. And the meal is planned together. So whatever appetizers, whatever main course, uh, if we're going to have dessert, that is coordinated between the two of us and, and we share food. Uh, and we also have friends that are like that. We have other couples that we go out with and, you know, we eat tapas style yeah. uh, at lots of non-tapas type restaurants. Um, do we you do advocate that trying that sort of stuff on a first date or yeah. what do you think? I think that's sexy. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it's super sexy. Yes, absolutely. So food sharing, thumbs up. Food sharing is sexy. A hundred percent. And it's also, it, it's nice to like something like sharing a dessert. Cause I think always, and again, you're back to like, as a woman, we tend to overthink things. So it's like, is it appropriate to, to, to get a dessert? I don't know. What if he doesn't get dessert? So instead, if you want dessert, being like, hey, you want to share dessert? It's like, that's hot. Yeah. And every, everybody, come yeah. on. even if you don't like dessert, yeah, come you on. can share a dessert. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Now, here's the other one I hear a lot about, which is, uh, let's assume the date has gone well. Let's assume you as the gal are attracted to the guy and the guy seems to be attracted to you. Um, the big question about should you or shouldn't you on the first date? And so if you're getting big dick, big dick energy signals mm -hmm. that are positive and green and you think maybe he either will or could ask you back to his place, uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on those sorts of things today, Nina? So I literally, so I, that's like literally a heading in my book that is like to be a hoe or not to be a hoe. So I, uh, I think that in 2024, it, nothing make my, makes my eyes roll harder than when you say, oh, as a woman, it's like you have to go on three dates or whatever. It's like, I'm sorry, we are adults. Fuck that. If you're feeling it and you actually want to sleep with this man and you want to sleep with him on the first date, go for it. And again, if that's a problem for him, if he came back after that and be like, oh, well, I mean, I got the milk already. I don't want to be, then he's not worth your time. Then you found that out real quick. Great. You had a night of sex. Move on. It, it, it's great. Um so I think it's like the question you need to ask yourself is like, do I actually want to, do I feel good with this man? Do I actually want to sleep with him? Do I like, those are the real question, not whether you should or shouldn't because I know, it's some bullshit rule that society has told you. Or, or even um, the man, I hear gals say to me, well, you know, I very attracted to him. I was kind of feeling it, but, but I didn't do it because I didn't know what he might think of me if I, quote unquote, put out on the first date. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like, if, if he thinks ill of you for putting out on the first date, even though he, I presume that he's like, Hey, want to go back to my place kind of thing? Th then he's not your man. I mean, whatever. <laughs> I, I have I never experienced either. this. I would say, I would say the three most important relationships in my life has, I've had sex on the first date. So, Yeah. 
<laughs> I was feeling it. I went for it. So I tell you a funny story that, um, so I always send out a murder text. Whenever I went on a date, I would send out a murder text to my friends being like, this is who I'm going on a date with. This is apparently his name. When you Google him, this comes up, we're going here. And so if I get murdered, bring him to justice. Uh, so I sent out a murder text when I went out with my current partner and, um, and we really hit it off and I ended up going home with him and I text my friend the next morning and it's like, well, I didn't get murdered, but I'm still a hoe. (laughs) And he was, he was watch he was watching me text this and he was like, Oh my god! <laughs> I think that's when he decided that it's like okay, this is this is the woman. This for me. might be the gal for me, and so that also yes. it does make me think about the safety side of this. And uh, having um, talked to lots of women about this, it's it's something that is clearly different for women than men. Um, for sure. And so, yeah. Other than the quote unquote murder text. Um, is is that is that the bar that you set? Like, how how do you determine that you are going to be safe with this person to go to their home? Well, I mean, first of all, it's you actually don't. You are always taking a risk somewhat, but you're also taking a risk walking down the street. Um, uh, I think you you got to use your instincts here. So if you feel somewhere in your belly that uh, I probably shouldn't, then for God's sake, don't. Like you've got to use your gut feeling on that one. And uh, yeah, there, there's a risk when you walk to, but there could also be a risk after three days. I don't think that risk goes down. So if you are with some kind of psychopath, I'm sure he's going to be super charming for those three dates until he gets you home and puts you in his basement. Yeah. So really, yeah, we're always taking a chance on pe- on people. Yeah, and we do interestingly equate um, uh, sort of time with someone as a way to mitigate risk. Um, I had Abby Ellen on the podcast quite some time ago. She wrote this amazing book called duped and she was in a long-term relationship with a guy who was a complete fraud, who had a complete total other life. And he pulled it off. I can't remember exactly how long they were together, but, and she's not a stupid person at all. Um, and it all made sense. Uh, And then over time, over an extended period of time, things, she was able to put things together, but uh, three dates or one date in, in, in the case of this gal who was with a guy who was completely illegitimate about virtually everything he said he was, a very smart gal could not tell that in three dates. And it took her yeah. many, many months to figure it out. But but that's also the thing. Like if you are truly, if, if you are with someone like who's actually, and I hate so overused this word narcissist, because everybody's now a fucking narcissist as long as, as soon as they, they, they're not exactly what you want them to be. It's like, oh, he's a narcissist. No, he's not a narcissist. He can be an asshole without being a narcissist. But if you are actually with an actual narcissist or sociopath, it's, yeah, part of the way they show up in the world is that they can absolutely dupe the smartest person on earth. That's the whole yeah. thing. And then what else do you want gals to get um, from your new book? You know what? I think it's an, um, it's an invitation to, to really kind of like get yourself 
like emotionally ready for the dating uh, dating world and, and like understanding yourself what you want. So you step away from what you think the society thinks you should want and actually start looking at what do I want? And, and I go through with you, like, how do you get there? How do you train the algorithm and, uh, and understand enough about yourself to, to know what you actually are looking for and not just the hot guy or I don't know, the rich guy or whatever, but actually like narrow down what you want and how do you get that? And how do you get there to, to, to meet your next person? And I think it's, it's, I mean, this is kind of geared towards women, like 40 plus. And I think we, we come out in the world very different than someone in their twenties. We've been around the block. We know ourselves. Um, and it's an opportunity for some real, like what I like to call delicious grown up love which is like in your 20s, you so yeah, you meet somebody because you fancy them and you hook up with them. And then it's like, oh, uh, you have all these rules where it's like, okay, you're supposed to move in together, then get engaged and get married then have kids and, and all that stuff. When you come out on the other side and you start dating, it's this opportunity to be like, fuck, what do I really want now? And you know enough about yourself in your 40s to really check in and understanding what you want and when you meet that person at this age it's it's again it's what i call delicious grown-up love it's just it's a different vibe you you're much more uh clear with each other and so it's, it's an actually i see it as an opportunity i think often we think in society if you if you end up divorced or something like that, it's a failure. I don't, I don't see divorce as a failure at all. It's just the relationship that you, you went different ways and you evolved in different ways. So you're not together anymore. And it gives you an opportunity to, to kind of redo some things and meet a person that might on an emotional basis be way more right for you uh, than anything you ever met in your twenties was. It makes sense to me. It makes total sense to me. And I love your expression, uh, delicious grown up love. Um, delicious grown up love. I know, you know, you know what it is. No, right? I, I know like, exactly what it is. Time around. So it, 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 there's something about grown up love that is just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. No, it, it's, it, it's great to be a grown up and, be in love and build a relationship and life. And it's a very real thing for, for sure. A very yeah. powerful thing. Um, now the other one I hear from uh, women is quote unquote, all the good guys are taken. And so, <laughs> which I think is like, it's like, I think it's almost the complete opposite because when you're in your forties, you've gone the whole cycle. Everybody's getting divorced. <laughs> so all the good guys become single again. And most of them are having a little bit of kind of like uh, this midlife kind of thing, just like us, where we, we, we get to, we, we get divorced and we get to stop up and be like, wait a minute, who the fuck am I? And you start looking inwards a little bit and finding yourself. And uh, so I think it's, it's actually an opportunity to get the uh, good guy 2.0, because often they, a lot of them actually go out and do some work, which is great. It's like, I think a man, a man that goes to therapy is the sexiest man in the world. <laughs> I love it. 
And what else do you want? Um, well, women and people in general needed to um, to know about the dating world today that may, maybe is not obvious to everybody. I think that it's not as it, it's not as bad as you you keep hearing these horror stories that is that everybody is messed up and all the dates are bad and there are no good men and that all the women are crazy and blah, 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 all those stories. But if you go in with the attitude that you're going to meet a lot of crazy people, you're going to meet a lot of crazy people. And if you go in with the attitude of actually connecting with new people and you're open-minded to, to other people, it's actually, it's fantastic. It's way, online dating, it's, it's way better than like when I was, when I was a kid one million years ago, it's that like you had to be drunk in a bar to meet somebody and you had no idea who they were. Now you can go in and be like, okay, I want somebody with this religious belief, those political views, blah, 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 blah. You can actually narrow it down way more. And I mean, I talk about this in my book where it's like you, you can cast a line instead of a net. So Nina, <laughs> this is such a fun and, and, uh, funny and crazy and um i think exciting topic for people you know because to your point um there wasn't a uh, we did not grow up with these magical star trek phones where you could just find a husband or a wife <laughs> with a click of a button right just you know and dating works the way instacart or uber works it's pretty incredible it, it's pretty incredible as long as you you remember that it's like it's not a vibe check that happens in real life, but you can really narrow down so much with what you're looking for. And then the actual work of meeting them and, and getting to know them as human beings come. So Nina, is there anything else you'd like to touch on before we wrap? Um, you know, what? I think we covered most of it. Uh, maybe just mention it's like, you know, since this is it, like my book is very much kind of towards like, second time around us, always be aware of your dating age. So when you come out on the dating market, you you tend to emotionally be where you were the last time you were single, which is what I call like, this is your dating age. So if you were in your 20s, the last time you were single, be really aware of how you react and show up in the world in, the, in a dating aspect, because chances are that emotionally, you're going to go straight back to your like dynamic of being an insecure 20-year-old. Be really aware of that and really take the time to sit with that. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but you need to let your age, your dating age catch up to your actual age. And it can be so weird if you've been, you've done the therapy, you feel you've done all the work and suddenly you're like regressing into this, uh, this, this 20-year-old who is super insecure and jealous and whatever else. Be really aware of that and allow allow yourself to sit with the discomfort of, of 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 that dynamic for yourself. So when you're dating in your 40s or 50s or or beyond, uh, yeah. uh, you're not 23 or anymore. <laughs> no, and, <laughs> and don't let yourself so revert you to that. Your, don't let yourself revert to that. Uh, so again, it's just, it's a lot of self-awareness. Be self-aware of your, those instinctual behaviors where you are immediately go, because you're not going to get a healthy relationship if you keep reverting back to these unhealthy patterns that you might've had in your twenties. Makes all the sense in the world. 
Well, Nina, thank you so much. Thank you for your wonderful book. Thank you for a great conversation. Thank you for the laughs. (laughs) Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. (laughs) It's been really fun spending time with you. Well, there she is, the legendary Nina Jarnum. The book is called Fuck Kissing Frogs. (laughs) It makes me happy every time. You can check out Nina's work at fuckkissingfrogs.com and, of course, on Amazon. And if you know somebody who would enjoy this episode with Nina, why not share it with them right now? Word of mouth is, was, and always will be the greatest form of marketing, and we deeply appreciate your WOM and your digital shares. All right, we would like to thank, thank you. Thank you very much for your time and attention. It means the world to all of us around here. I'm sitting next to... uh, our, uh, our our cat, a.k.a. Dog Bean, he appreciates it as well. Uh, our friends at Mighty Networks are the one community platform to rule them all. Courses, content, and community in one place. As a matter of fact, we build our courses and community on Mighty Networks for Category Pirates, which you can check out at CategoryPirates.com. Now, everybody knows that magic happens when the right people get together in the right place. And Mighty Networks is where people magic happens. Bring together your courses, your content, and your community on MightyNetworks.com. And my friends at Airspeed are the first collection of micro apps that build human-to-human connection in the native digital world. Check them out at GetAirspeed.com. That's GetAirspeed.com. All right, I need to remind you that today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes, and this podcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. It contains content known to the state of California to cause radically non-obvious thinking, new categories, and exponential results. All oddcasts contain nuts, and in the event of stupid, obvious content, this oddcast may be used as a thinking device. Please contact your doctor, lawyer, accountant, yoga instructor, and of course, category designer before acting on anything you heard today. Everything is the way that it is because somebody legendary like you changed the way that it was. And everything we value... We've been taught to value. If you want to learn the greatest under, underground skill in business, category design, check out CategoryPirates.com, well, where you will learn to stop competing in markets and start creating your own. We are produced and edited by the greatest of all time, Jason DeFilippo. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do our technical execution, and they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon and the Bobus Brothers, RJ. NEX do our web development, and Cedric Biros does our graphic and web design. Our law firm is Weed and Jack, and our accountants are three balance sheets to the wind. We record these oddcasts on squadcast.fm. Katie Lang was right. Listen to the New York Dolls. Don't forget, the passing lane is the passing lane. Teach kids category design. Thanks, Candy Dandy. I love you, Mom and Dad, and hey, Colin. This oddcast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go out to Sinwar from Hamas. Sorry, Sinwar. We just ran out of time for you. That's it. Please stay safe. Stay legendary, and until we're together again, follow your difference.